Welcome to the Sports Spectrum Podcast, where faith and sports collide. Here's your host, Jason Romano. This episode of the Sports Spectrum Podcast, episode number 124, with Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles, is brought to you in part by Compassion International. Go to Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum, $38 a month. Sponsor a child today. Give a child a hope Give a child a future. That's what compassion is all about. One child at a time, 150,000 children choosing to follow Jesus Christ in the last year alone through the great work being done by Compassion International. This is where you can come in and sponsor a child, $38 a month. You can make a difference in a child's life. It will be the best $38 you spend every single month. I can promise you that. Compassion.com slash Spectrum sponsor a child today. Today's guest on the podcast, Super Bowl 52 MVP Nick Foles, Philadelphia Eagles quarterback, joins us here on the podcast. Nick has a new book out called Believe It, My Journey of Success, Failure, and Overcoming the Odds, along with his wife, Tori, and his daughter, Lily. This is Nick's story. This is his testimony. This is his life both from the faith perspective and from the sports and certainly football perspective and talking about how his life led to what honestly is probably one of the most improbable Super Bowl runs from the quarterback position you'll ever see. And Nick was a backup quarterback for almost the entire season behind Carson Wentz. And then all of a sudden, Carson Wentz goes down with a knee injury. Nick Foles comes in and the Philadelphia Eagles win their first ever Super Bowl title. And Nick Foles outplays although the stats might not prove it, but he outplayed Tom Brady himself in winning Super Bowl 52, the only quarterback ever to catch a touchdown in a Super Bowl. And we really enjoyed talking to Nick. He was so gracious with his time, and we really dove deep into some matters of faith, into football, into wanting to be a starting quarterback. Believe it or not, Nick does not want to be called a starting quarterback. So we'll talk about that as well. And the dynamic within the team, just the culture that was built up when Nick first got to Philadelphia in 2012, and then coming back in 2017 and kind of looking at the the fruits of some of the things that he had built early on when he first came into the NFL. And I I think you guys will really enjoy this. Nick is phenomenal. And uh, this is a really fun interview. Uh, Really thankful to Nick and his team for Uh, being gracious enough to allow us to have this interview. Again, his new book is called Believe It, My Journey of Success, Failure, and Overcoming the Odds. Without further ado, let's get right to Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl MVP quarterback Nick Foles joins us here on the Sports Spectrum Podcast. Nick, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. It's great to talk to you, Nick. And you're obviously on this sort of book tour whirlwind type thing going on over these few days that we're talking to you. Brand new book out called Believe It, My Journey of Success, Failure, and Overcoming the Odds, released Wednesday, June 27th. And we're taping this just a couple days after the book release. Tell us about the book and why you decided to write it. I know you put it together pretty quickly here since winning the Super Bowl, but tell us about the process and and why you decided to write a book. Yeah, I mean, the book the book writing process is a crazy process. And um, after this, the Super Bowl victory, um, you know, we were able to take a couple of days and 
you know, enjoy, you know, the celebra- celebrations and everything. But there was an opportunity to write a book. And to be honest, you know, at first I was very hesitant um, to write it just because it had already been a crazy season. Uh, off season was going to be really short and wanted to focus on my family, um, my wife and my daughter and our dog. But, um, you know, my wife and I prayed about it. We talked about it more, um, seek wisdom from, you know, a friend, Randy Alcorn. He's a, you know, Randy. I do know uh, Randy. Randy's a, yeah. Randy's an amazing author himself and just seeking that wisdom, praying about it. Corey and I ultimately decided that, you know, this is something we wanted to pursue and we, we agreed, you know, Tyndale was right there. So we agreed with Tyndale who uh, has a similar heart in the matter. And we were really excited about the process. And then it began, you know, it's, it's a crazy process, but, um, you know, and I, I like to, I like to always add this, a, a big reason, a uh, huge reason Tori and I decided to do this is, you know, we're very fortunate to play football and have that source of income. Um, so we're doing this book and giving away a hundred percent of what Tori and I received to charities, to churches, to different organizations. One being, um, this I know me international, um, their foundation that, you know, really does research and creates awareness for uh, dysautonomia or postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome, POTS. Um, it's what my wife was diagnosed with five years ago. So the book project, um, not only am I, are we sharing our heart and soul and everything about it, how to overcome trials, um, what we lean on, you know, our faith in Christ, our family. But, you know, when you purchase a book, you, you know, it's not going into Tory and I's pocket. You know, we're, we're able to share that to, with other places that are doing great things in the world and the community. So it's really been special to us. It's really great. You're on your book tour, obviously, now, and you've been a bunch of places promoting it. You probably signed your name a thousand times, I got to imagine, or more than that in the last few days. Oh, several thousand easily. Several thousand easily. So what has this experience been like to kind of be on a tour and signing books and doing interviews and all of that type of thing. What's that been like? You know, it's, uh, I'm with Todd and Austin. Um, we're, we're in the car right now. We're sort of going place to place. Um, it's been a, it feels like weeks. Um, it's only been a few days just cause the days are action packed. I mean, we're, I'm out of my comfort zone cause I'm a pretty laid back guy from Texas. <laughs> um, so, but at the same time, you sort of, I, I've really enjoyed it. I've got to meet a lot of amazing people, um, go on a lot of amazing shows, do some, some really fun stuff I never thought I'd do. Like yesterday I did the weather and traffic in Philadelphia and had no idea I was going to do it. Um, so we're just enjoying the moment. Um, you know, we, we got a good night of sleep last night, our first good night of sleep. We've been going so hard. So I actually feel pretty good today. We're going to meet, I think we have three book signings today. So we'll get to meet several thousand fans and, um, you know, Philadelphia Eagles, you know, family, I like to say, because, uh, you know, it's a generational thing and, you know, it's really cool getting to see their hearts. And, you know, it, it's, it's been a crazy process, though. It's been awesome. You write a book about it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You could write a second book just about this process. Yeah. Now, you mentioned the donation of 100% of the proceeds going to the book. Again, the book title, Believe It, My Journey of Success, Failure, and Overcoming the Odds. You also mentioned your wife's illness, and that kind of got some publicity earlier this week with the things that Tori was going through. You mentioned it was five years ago, and I'm just in my head real quick doing the math. Five years ago, you were in your second year with the Eagles. That was that was the year you kind of broke out and, and did some amazing things. But I got to imagine um, what that was like kind of being diagnosed and going through that process with her. Can you take us inside that a little bit and what that was like um, being an athlete and trying to obviously achieve on the field, but then also being a husband and trying to be there for your wife and walk through that process off the field. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would love to. That was a, that was a really important part of the book was sharing, you know, that journey um, with everyone because, like you said, that was my second year in the NFL where, you know, we went to the playoffs. I was in the Pro Bowl, um, but I believe it was in training camp. Tori got really sick and she didn't know what it was, and she went to several doctors, and no one could figure it out. Some of them tried to diagnose her with depression, but Tori's not depressed. Um, she you know, extremely bright. She was working at Nike in Beaverton. She was, had a great role out of college, was a, an athlete in college on the volleyball team at Arizona, graduated business school at Arizona. And all of a sudden one day just like got sick. Like we all do, but like, it was a really bad sickness. Like she started feeling really faint, really dizzy, really nauseous. Um, and eventually she, you know, found a neurologist, um, through her, her aunt who was an assistant for the neurologist. And, she was diagnosed with postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. And most people haven't heard of that. And she, she, uh, she definitely hadn't heard of it before she was diagnosed, but knowing Tori, like at that moment, she researched every single thing about it and gained all the knowledge in the world to the point where, um, you know, after the season, I went to the pro bowl. Many people don't know this, but Tori wasn't at the pro bowl with me. She was in Austin, Texas, could barely move around the house, was in bed and on the couch most of the day. Cause she was so sick. And my parents and my family were helping her because that's where we were before I went to the Pro Bowl. And then the week after that, I go to New York for some marketing things and win an award at the NFL award show. And she can't be there either because, you know, once again, she's still in Austin. And then shortly after that, we go to the Mayo Clinic in Scottsdale, Arizona, and meet with Dr. Brent Goodman. And he was wonderful and really helped us, you know, continue our path early on. Um, but I think that just creating awareness, sharing that I've already run in, ran into several people on this book tour, just thanking us for letting people know what it is. Cause a lot of times POTS patients, they look amazing on the outside. Like Tori looks amazing, but she deals with symptoms day in and day out. We have so many people come to me like, wow, Tori's healed now. She's great. And be like, no, she actually deals with it, you know, day and out. But they're like, well, she was at the game. She's walking around and be like, she just learned how to handle the symptoms. She's really strong. She doesn't want to miss these moments. She wants to be there for me. She wants to bring our daughter there. She doesn't want to miss out. So I think it's important to share that about it to help those patients. And then also, you know, help the research, help, you know, these, these people, you know, find a cure for POTS. We're talking to Nick Foles here, the Super Bowl MVP on the Sports Spectrum podcast. And We've had your, your team chaplain on the podcast here, Nick, Pastor Ted, Winsley. Uh, we've had your teammates, guys like Chris Maragos and Jordan Hicks and others. And I remember asking specifically Pastor Ted about the faith within the team and when it began to take shape, you know, especially last year when you saw guys getting baptized. I know you weren't with the team, I should say two seasons ago. Uh, and they pointed back to you, though. They said this actually started when you arrived in Philadelphia the first time in 2012. You were drafted in the third round by the Eagles, and, you know, you were helping make a point to organize time together to pray, to intentionally read the Word, to integrate the team together and not divide it. Was that something you really wanted to do when you came to the Eagles? I know when you're a rookie, you're wide-eyed and bushy-tailed, yeah. but was that something that you were intentional about when you came in? You said, let's, let's bring this team together and let's dive deeper and see if faith can really play a role here. You know what? Honestly, like, I was I was always very uh, shy. I was always nervous. I was afraid to like speak up. I was always like listening um, and gaining knowledge um, of the word of God before I even spoke. And that's, you know, a big reason why today I'm in seminary, um, you know, just continue that knowledge and that growth. But, you know, there was honestly like, there's definitely a shift and I definitely did my part of the time, but there's more to the story. 
um, guys like Reggie White, Dawkins, Jason Avant, and there's others out there that I'm missing, but they really, it's always been there. Like they've always been able to share uh, the word of God, their relationship with Christ and organize these things. I mean, Ted's been there for like 18 years, but you know, it's continued to grow through the guys that were before us. And Jason Avant, while I was there, was a great mentor. Ted's always been awesome, her bus, but there came a time where, you know, my first couple of years, Jason really helped organize. And then he was, uh, he wasn't a part of the Eagles anymore. And I remember when he left, he said, you know, Nick, now it's on you. Like you guys, you got to take the torch. You got to help. You got to help organize and do, do all this. And quite frankly, I was pretty nervous because I was like, man, I don't know if I have the ability to do all this, but that's where prayer leaning on God through for strength, uh, for wisdom, talking to pastor Ted about what would be best. Um, and we were able to figure out something, you know, definitely guys want to get in the word in the morning to study. Uh, so there was probably several days a week. We got there real early, got 30 minutes, um, of getting in God's word, um, players were teaching players. Um, but what was also really important about that time was once a week or so we'd say, Hey, you know what? We're teaching God's word. That's awesome. But like, why don't you, why don't we take 30 minutes instead of teaching God's word today? Why don't you share your testimony? So once a week, a different guy would share his testimony, their journey. And there was so much about our teammates that we had no idea. And it really like warmed our hearts up to hear what their struggles were, what they went through and how they came to Christ. I mean, there's, there's crazy stories that you had no idea, but it brought us closer. Um, and obviously the, the Bible studies with Pastor Ted, um, praying after practice, but a lot of that stuff, like praying after practice, that's been there for a long time. Um, so all I was doing was continue to ter- carry the torch. And then when I left, you know, the torch continued to carry. There's guys that kept coming in. God, God allowed guys to be on the team, and they kept growing, and they kept growing. Then when I rejoined the team, there was there was more growth than when I left. And, you know, it, it's really special. Um, you know, I know Herb Lusk and Pastor Ted have been there to lead the way. Uh, for so long, and those guys deserve so much credit, but they're just humble guys. They're not going to take the credit, which is really awesome. And then you're, you leave Philly, and you end up with the Rams. You get that trade. I remember that trade that day was for Sam Bradford and then the Chiefs, and then back to Philly. How close were you to, before you came back to Philadelphia, to saying goodbye to football and retiring? You know, it was really actually before I was going to Kansas City, uh, I, after my year in St. Louis, um, once I had been released, we had negotiated the release of the Rams. They had agreed upon it. Um, I really, at that point, was not going to play football. I had talked to my agent and said, you know, I'm done. I'm going to step away. Um, I just, in my heart, I just don't have joy for the game. I had seen, you know, a different side of the business, a different side of a lot of things. And I just said, you know what, I, I can't go and do this day in and day out. It's just not worth it. It's, it's affecting me too much in a negative way, and I just want to pursue other things. Because football is something – you know, everything you do, like if you don't do it with your heart, you're going to be miserable and it's hard to do. And it's just not fair to the people you're working with if that's the case. And that, and that's how I felt at the time. Um, so I went on a, eventually, you know, I was talking to Andy Reid. Andy was always supportive and he wanted me to play for him in Kansas City if I was up for it. But I, I, I was open and honest with him and he understood. He shared some stuff with me too to, you know, what he'd gone through. And that helped me a lot. But at the same time, I said, Coach, thank you so much, but I, I, I think I'm done. I'm going to step away. And I went on a camping trip, went on a fly fishing trip with my brother-in-law, Ryan. Really just had a sense of peace, just really enjoyed it. Didn't think about football. Was out in nature for a few na- days and nights and had a great time. But then when I got back from it, I had to come to the reality of, you know, six teams had called. Uh, Tori had always been by my side, but, you know, she was never, you know, support. she, she was going to support me in whatever I did, but she wasn't just going to let me go down without a fight. You know, she was like, she knew I was struggling with something deep down inside, 
And she wanted me to face that fear, face that struggle, but I was so blind to it. I thought that, you know, I was making the right decision and, you know, I was okay and there wasn't a fear of struggle. It's just the reality of the situation. But there came a day, several days after the, the camping trip or, you know, it might have been right after that her and I had a conversation. She's teary-eyed, I'm teary-eyed, and, you know, I'm just sort of like really struggling to where I'm almost gritting my teeth like, God, oh, I, I just want this to be over. What do we do? And I remember praying to God just for guidance, and I felt another sense of peace. And I realized that I wasn't trusting God. I wasn't having faith in God to guide me. I wasn't taking a step of faith. I was trying to do everything on my own power, and I was becoming extremely weak. Um, so at that moment, I realized that I needed to have to have complete faith. I would have to go back and play football because, quite frankly, I didn't want to. But I knew that there was something I deep down needed to face. Um, so that's when I stepped out of the room, went out, called Andy Reid and, you know, asked him if he still had me, I'd love to play. And we were able to work something out. Um, I came back in, Tori thought I had retired. <laughs> and ultimately I said, Hey, do you think your brothers are up? Um, we need to throw. And it was like eight, nine o'clock at night. And she, she was flabbergasted. She had no clue what I was talking about. Like, we're going to play for the chiefs. And she just started crying again, came over and hugged me. Um, we called my mom, my father-in-law, my dad told them, and then I had to go throw cause I hadn't thrown much at all, if any. And, uh, then went to training camp, still thought I was crazy, uh, you know, was questioning myself, but I was like, God, I got to gotta depend on you, got to have faith in you. And it was the fourth morning of training camp where all of a sudden, you know, I, I realized when I was studying God's word and praying that I was actually really excited to go out there and practice in training camp in the 100-degree heat. I was excited to study film. I was excited to be with my teammates. Um, I was excited to go to work. And it didn't matter how long we'd have to work that day because I was enjoying it. It's not always fun playing football, but yeah. deep down you have a joy when you do it, you can do it. Um, and that's when I, you know, everything started changing. And, you know, I could talk about this all day, but that's why we wrote the book. So absolutely. You can read it. <laughs> and absolutely. Pick up the book. It's called Believe It, My Journey of Success, Failure, and Overcoming the Odds. Our guest on the podcast is Nick Foles, Philadelphia Eagles quarterback. And you are still a member of the Eagles. Obviously, you came back to Philly, you won the Super Bowl. Everybody knows that story. And, and I know you and Carson and Carson Wentz have developed a great relationship both on the field and as brothers in Christ. And, and yet you're a football player. You're a competitor. You want his job and obviously have proven that you can start and win because you won the biggest game that there is in football. So how are you handling the idea of right now potentially going from Super Bowl MVP to returning as the guy who's backing up Carson? Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a big question everyone wants to know. And I, I think even with my answer, people still don't quite get it. Um, <laughs> and I think that's because today in our age that it's all about getting first. It's all about winning the race. It's all about, you know, having that title. And yeah. if you go ask my dad and say, hey, is Nick always cared about, you know, having the title of starting quarterback? He'll be like, you know what, he's never cared about it. He, uh, I've never really cared for the title of starting quarterback. I've never cared for the title of backup quarterback. I'm just a quarterback. I'm just who I am. Like if I, if you have to name me starting quarterback to go be a starting quarterback, then I've probably got some issues I need to address. Hmm. You need to have something inside of you. You need to have that identity and that confidence. Um, but that's growing in, you know, allowing, not having, you know, pressure on the game, not putting the game on a pedestal. And that's where, you know, my faith in Christ comes in because that's my identity. But to answer your question about how I'm going to handle this, uh, you know, I'm, I'm grateful to be a part of the Eagles. Um, I, I enjoy every day. I'm a father. My daughter is one. That's so important to me. Uh, you know, my, my marriage with Tori, you know, pursuing that, having date night every week. But when I get home, even after a long day, being present, doing what I can, doing the dishes and 
quite frankly, there's sometimes I get home and I'm pretty worthless. I have to sit on the couch. I'm like, sweetheart, I don't have anything left in me today. Please just help. <laughs> you know what? She's always been there. She's always been gracious. And I think that's the real thing. But my priorities are always my faith in Christ and my family and football comes way below that. But because of that, I'm able to play football at a high level. I, I'm a competitor. I got a question. Um, a reporter yesterday asked me, like, I don't understand. Like, you, you're, you're telling me this. But when I read your book, you're an extreme competitor, and you'd almost do anything to win a game. Hmm. Sacrifice your body, whatever it takes. Make all these tough decisions, these throws. I don't understand how those two work. And I'm like, well, I don't know how more to describe it than I already have. That's just who I am. Um, so – I enjoy every day. And then after this season, I'm a free agent and we'll see what happens then. Um, I would love the opportunity to lead a team in the right situation. I'm not just going to step into a situation that I don't enjoy the people I'm working with. I don't necessarily like the offense. Um, it's not fun. I want to enjoy where I work. I want to be with people that though I mean, there's GMs listening to what I'm saying right now. Say, I don't want a guy like that. He's got to, everything's got to be football. He's got to want to be a starting quarterback. He's got to want these things. And quite frankly, I don't want to play for you because you're not going to get who I am, but there's going to be someone out there that understands it. And even if it's for less money, I'd rather play there than follow the money. And, you know, that's something that, you know, that's where my heart's located and that's, what's always been important to me. And I think that the reason people don't get it is, that's just not really how we're, you know, ingrained, you know, that's not what we're made up to be right now. How has your faith played a role in how you've handled these past six months? A couple more questions here, obviously, with Nick Foles. You were backup quarterback and starter, then winning, then winning the Super Bowl, then being the MVP. You go to Disney, you're on Jimmy Kimmel and Ellen, and now you're doing a book tour and you write a book. Tell me about Jesus and hit the center of your life and how he's kind of walked you through this season and where you are. You know, Jesus um, is everything, and but I like to get more detailed. Um, before, you know, early on, I feel like, you know, you're always trying to earn your way. You're always trying to do the right thing. You're always trying to hey, follow, follow the commandments, which are, which are all great things. But we have to realize, like, we can't do that on our own. Eventually, you're going to fall. Eventually, you're going to struggle. Eventually, you're going to be tempted, and hopefully you don't sin, but you're, you're going to sin. We all sin. But Christ came to, you know, abolish all that. He came to save you. He came to set you free by repenting and, you know, having that relationship with him. And that's something that I realized through through this all. My prayer wasn't for throwing touchdowns. My prayer was simply, God, I pray that I glorify you and that I play with boldness and without fear. And that's how I approach every day. But then after the Super Bowl, now we're in sort of a new situation where, all right, we won the game. You know, everyone's patting you on the back. Everyone's thanking you. Everyone's excited. Everyone's just, you know, it's this. Now, this is a different struggle. Now, this is where pride can creep in. This is where complacency can creep in. Yeah. And I'm just as guilty as anyone else doing that. There's definitely been times this offseason where I've gotten distracted. When there was trade talks, I'm curious where I'm going. I start talking about contracts. Then you start talking about every which thing, and it sort of distracts you. It starts causing a little bit of anxiety, a little bit of struggle. And then once I realize that, and it could be days later, it could be a week later, I'm like, wow. I was totally just thrown off, but then that's where I get back in the Word of God. I pray, and I try to get going again because, you know, that's an internal struggle that I face daily, and I like to be open and honest about that because I think that's really important to let people know that I, I really don't have it all together. It's a daily battle, but that's why I lean on Christ. Two more questions here with Nick Foles. You mentioned you're back with the Eagles, and so football, you're a quarterback, and football is still your mission field. 
what are you most looking forward to here in 2018, getting back with your team and getting back with the fellows in a, in a couple of weeks at training camp? Uh, you know, I, I think everyone right now, they're on break. Uh, they're, they're enjoying their family times, which is so important. Uh, coaches are getting to enjoy their family time because we know what's ahead. The season's a grueling thing. That's why I say you've got to love what you do and find joy in it. Because there's going to be days where, quite frankly, you don't want to go out there and practice because you're hurting so bad or you're just so worn out. But yeah. you got to find something deep down inside. you got to look to the brother next to you and say, hey, I'm going to do it for him. I just look forward to that. Um, you can only play this game for so long. I was going to step away from it a few years ago. Um, it wasn't the right time. Uh, I don't know how long I'm going to play. Uh, at the end of every season, I, I sit down with my wife and talk about it, and we just make sure that, you know, our priorities are in the right spot, our hearts are in the right spot, and then we'll just keep pursuing and we'll pray about it. I look forward to just the, the challenge of the season, getting to go through it with my teammates, my coaches, um, day in and day out. And I, I hear a lot of times, you know, everyone, when you hear fans, you know, they're so excited about the season, but they want to repeat. Which, I, you know, that's what fans, I love it. They have so much passion. But at the end of the day, as players, we, we have a goal in mind, but we know that it's going to take a work, work day in and day out. And it's going to take, you know, going into the first practice, going into the first preseason game, learning from the mistakes, improving, going day in and day out. And that's how you win in the NFL. You lean on each other. So I look forward to that grind, that mental challenge, that, that emotional challenge, the things you go through that you can only find in football um, because you can only do it for so long. And, you know, I'm blessed to be a part of an amazing organization this season to get to do it at least hopefully one more time. Defending Super Bowl champions, that's something they'll never be able to take away from you. Okay, last question, Nick, and, and we asked this to all of our guests here in the podcast. Obviously, you mentioned seminary, maybe going into ministry when you're retired. But this season of life, where you are right now, where God has you, what are you learning from him? What's what's the Lord, what is God, what has Jesus been teaching you during this season of life, Nick Foles? I think the big thing is to, it's the same thing it's always been, to have complete trust and faith in him. Um, that when you're placed in uncomfortable situations um, that you're not really, you don't quite think you have the ability to do, you really just have to take a breath, say a prayer, and just go and trust him that, you know, he'll give you the words. Um, and I, I say that because right in the midst of what I'm saying, I'm on a book tour, and I never thought I'd be a part of a book like this, um, you know, on a book tour that, you know, it's a grind, but then finding joy in it, going through it, and then every opportunity I meet someone, every opportunity I sign a book, every opportunity I speak, I have an opportunity to glorify God. And just having faith that he'll give me the energy, even though my body starts getting worn down, my mind starts getting worn down, to say things that, you know, impact people and glorify him. And I'm not always going to be perfect, but I think in this time of my life, with everything going on, sort of just focusing on him so the, the chaos around me doesn't sort of distract me from everything. Um, and that, you know, that's just real. He is Nick Foles, Philadelphia Eagles quarterback, Super Bowl 52 MVP and author. New book is called Believe It, My Journey of Success, Failure, and Overcoming the Odds. You can pick it up everywhere books are sold. Nick, thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast. Wish you nothing but the best, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, talk to you soon. Thanks for having me on. And we really do thank Nick Foles, Philadelphia Eagles quarterback, Super Bowl 52 MVP, for joining us here on the Sports Spectrum Podcast. His new book, Believe It, my Journey of Success, Failure, and Overcoming the Odds 
is available everywhere books are found. You can go to Amazon, of course, and, and order it there. But just thankful to Nick for joining us here on the podcast. 29 years old, heading into the 2018 season as Super Bowl MVP and defending Super Bowl champions. And yet, he's probably not going to be the starter this year for the Eagles. That is uh, cemented, really, as long as he's healthy by Carson Wentz. And Nick will be the backup you know, but it was really interesting to hear him talk about how he's not identified as a, uh, a starting quarterback or a backup quarterback. He's just a quarterback. And honestly, he kind of proved that last year when he was the backup and moved into the starting position. But he was just a quarterback who did his job. He was ready. And he did something that Philadelphia Eagles fans will never, ever forget in leading the Eagles to the Super Bowl. So thanks to Nick Foles for joining us here on the podcast. Also, thank you to Compassion International. Go to Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum, $38 a month, the best money you will spend providing hope, providing food, providing clothing, providing education for a child in need, ending the poverty cycle by you, Sponsoring a child with compassion. 1.8 million children in 25 countries around the world are being impacted by people like you sponsoring a child through compassion. Go to compassion.com slash sports spectrum. Sponsor a child today. You will not regret it. $38 a month. Sponsor a child in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast. You can reach me directly on email, Jason at sportspectrum.com. If you like what you heard with this interview with Nick Foles, please do us a favor, screenshot the podcast, take the link, whatever you need to do, share it on your social media pages, your Facebook, your Twitter, your Instagram. We'll be sure to like it and retweet it and comment and all that good stuff on the social medias, but we just want you to share if you liked it so others can hear about the interviews that we're doing here on the intersection of sports and faith. Also, leave a review on iTunes. You can go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and click that review area. Leave a review. Five-star review would be great. That also helps get the word out about the podcast by the most listened to podcast app, which is the Apple iTunes podcast app. And of course, you can become a member of the Sports Spectrum family. Our newest issue is out, our action sports issue. We haven't uh, ever done an action sports issue before. This is Sports Spectrum's magazine. You become a member for $36 for an entire year. That's $3 a month, and you help fund all of the great content that you hear here at Sports Spectrum. You also help fund the content on SportsSpectrum.com, including this podcast, as well as all of our videos that we are producing over on our YouTube channel. And you get our quarterly magazine, which is a really good magazine. The next magazine, just a little sneak preview here, comes out in the middle of August. It's going to be a football preview, and much of what you heard from Nick Foles will be in that next magazine, So, uh, along with plenty other quarterbacks uh, around the NFL who are also people of faith in Christ. So go become a member, sportspectrum.com, $36 for an entire year helps you uh, be a part of our ministry and partner with us. Thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. We'll see you next time. Have a great rest of your day. This is the Sports Spectrum Podcast.